Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio this morning. Um, Tom Brady, once he retired, he was, was he the oldest guy in the NFL at the was time? indeed. 44, he, if he had stayed around, and who knows, he still might. He keeps saying, well, you never say well, never. Well, that, yeah. But, but be that as it may, he'll be 45, I believe, later on in the summer. And yes, he would be the oldest player in the NFL. But at the moment, since he has retired, he is not the oldest player, obviously. He's not in the NFL. So the oldest player, interestingly enough, will be playing in the Super Bowl. 40-year-old Andrew Whitworth, he is, <laughs> I think, what you could classify as a large human being, 6'7", 335. <laughs> he is the Los Angeles Rams left tackle, and he's been around, oh gosh, he's been around 16, 17 years in the NFL. Interestingly enough, five were the Rams... 11 with the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. But he's currently with the Rams right now. Good player. Been a Pro Bowl All-Star on four or five occasions. Kid out of LSU. He's not a kid. He's a man out of LSU. And uh, he now rates as the oldest player. Says, hey, I'm still playing. Play on the offensive line. Do a lot of things. And hey, your, your level of action is really, when you think about it, only a few seconds out there. So... Dude. Keep around as long as you can. I mean, it's good that he stayed healthy throughout his career, um, but, you know, I, I try to work out every day, and it's usually anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour, and by the when I'm done of it, on, especially on, like, late days, I'm dying. I'm the same age as this guy. You, there's no way you could line me up against a 300, another 300-pound 300 man and try and stop him from getting behind Well, me. you have to understand <laughs> now, the, the body works in a rhythm. And he's been doing this. Yeah, been doing true. this for all these true, years. True. He knows how to condition, and it's not like he sits around in the off season and does nothing. He's a, he's a big guy, and he knows how to take care of himself. So, what's the uh, what's your gauge on other than I'm sure the West Coast and uh, the people living in Ohio's interest on this year's Super Bowl? I mean, does it seem like a lot of people really care anymore? Oh, they do indeed. Uh, the gaming commissions in Las Vegas, which is the key. And Atlantic City, which is where the United States Gaming Commission or Association is located, have estimated, <laughs> I love this, 31,500,000 people will cast some sort of bet on the uh, on the Super Bowl game on Sunday. 31,500,000. That's a lot of folks. Now, how much and what specific, uh, specific level the bets are? Is it over or under? Is it point spread? Is it who kicks off, who wins the coin toss? There's so many bets. Who catches the first pass? Sure. Who gets the first touchdown? You who's can the, bet yeah. on anything, oh, and, and they will, and that's where the number comes in. But, yeah, that's the one game. This is the final game. Uh, really kind of brings to the fore the, uh, the level of competition that we have in this country. Concerning money. <laughs> Concerning chocolate chips, Ned. Concerning chocolate chips. Speaking of which, uh, there's going to be a lot of chocolate chips on the uh, Pro Golf Tour. Where are they going to be at this weekend? This is an interesting tournament. This is the Phoenix Open, which is sponsored by Waste Management International. And it's a rather unusual tournament. It's the Phoenix Open, but they play it in the suburb of Scottsdale, which is part of Phoenix. And it is an interesting tournament because this is the one during the course of the year in which the fans are encouraged to make a lot of noise and to cheer and carry on. Normally in the golf course, shh, don't make any noise. But not this one. And the pros know it. That's part of the part of the philosophy behind this one. 
So uh, that's always a lot of fun. They'll play it starting on Thursday, run through early Sunday afternoon. They'll make doggone sure that tournament's done by Super Bowl time. And that is how things work on the Pro Golf Tour. Yeah, you follow the protocol 98% of the time, but this one, that's a little different. So what time does Happy Gilmore tee off this weekend? (laughs) Gilmore probably tee off at 8 a.m. He's going to be riding the bull, baby, (laughs) riding the bull. So um, every game, really, for the Bears is a big game from here on out um, into the tournament uh, tonight. No different. Who are they playing? Playing Drake, and they played them up in Des Moines, and Drake is a very good basketball team. Uh, the Bears, if they're on offensively, I think the Missouri State team is very hard to stop. But they have to be on. They have to be in the rhythm. They were not against Loyola on Sunday here in town, and as a result, Loyola was the winner. Well, Drake, they're playing up in the Knapp Center, which is undergoing some refurbishing now. The Knapp Center is basically an athletic center at Drake University. It's not an arena as such for basketball, though that's how it's obviously designed, but it is not like the JQH arena. Nonetheless, the Bears play the Bulldogs tonight. Drake is a half a game ahead of the Bears in third place in the Valley. Bears would absolutely love to improve their standings if for no other reason than the seeding purposes for the Valley Tournament, which is coming up here in less than a month, would be very important for Missouri State. So this is a big game. Hopefully the Bears are on. They have their shooting eye intact and they can do some damage to the Drake Ball Club. But Drake is very good. This will be a tough game and a very important one. The Bears return home on Saturday, play Valparaiso. They've already beaten Valparaiso once, probably probably. It's say you never you never, never say. can tell. <laughs> don't don't start doing this to the Bears too after you did it with my Chiefs, man. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't gamble with the Bears. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, uh, well, so it's an afternoon game on Saturday at three o'clock. But this is first things first, and it's a night game tonight in Des Moines and a big one. Yeah, it is a big one. They're all big. Um and uh we've got kind of a big change in the uh, athletic department at jury. What's the change there? I'm very a little bit surprised. The athletic director's only been there just a few years, Corey Bray is leaving on March the 16th and taking the athletic director's job at Oklahoma City University. A number of years ago, Oklahoma City was an NCAA Division I program. They down-phased sports, and they did that probably about 15, 16, 17 years ago, somewhere around there. And now Oklahoma City's NAIA Division I. So uh, that's where Corey Bray is going to take over. He's going to leave Drury on March the 16th. In there, he replaced Mark Fisher as the AD. So the hunt is underway now for a new AD at Drury. Pretty cool, uh, interesting story. Uh, very, very surprising, like you said. In a sense, because the length of time at one university by an athletic director is usually a little bit longer than this, but opportunities arise and the gentleman is seizing one. Well, we'll see what happens. Good luck to him in the future. Um, so I wake up most of the time every day and my phone is just because at a certain point in the evening I just turn it over put on the charger unplug right so I usually have a lot of notifications when I wake up in the morning early and I usually pick it up and as I'm going through my morning routine kind of looking at the first thing I see is a picture of the court in Fayetteville and just so many fans on the court and I'm like what what's this (laughs) <laughs> Arkansas beat Auburn. What in the hell is going on? Uh, now Arkansas is very good. They are good, but that's a huge, huge win for the well, Razorbacks. It's only Auburn's second loss of the year, and they were the number one team. They'll probably be knocked out of number one next week. Arkansas beat them in overtime. Auburn had a number of chances to win the game and did not do so. 
They lost it, interestingly enough, at the foul line. Arkansas was able to convert their key foul shots down the stretch. Auburn did not. Auburn, hey, make no mistake about it. They're a very, very, very good basketball team. Only two losses, Arkansas and UConn. UConn was the other team to beat them, and that was back in December sometime. Otherwise, they've run the gamut in the Southeastern Conference until last night. Big crowd, not just a big crowd, a record crowd in Fayetteville, Arkansas at the Bud Walton Arena. Over 20,000. That's the largest crowd they've ever had for a basketball game. And think about the numbers of teams. They've had a national championship team down there. Huge, huge uh, outpouring of faith in the Razorbacks. And they come away with an 80-76 win over Auburn in overtime. Big, big time. And all 20,000 of them were on the court after that (laughs) uh, buzzer sounded for sure. So go Razorbacks. That's a big win, Ned. You have a wonderful day, sir. I'll see you tomorrow.